Hey everybody, this is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast here at Sullen Booth at the 2014 Ink and Iron Tattoo Festival. I'm really stoked to be sitting down with a guy whose work that I've looked at for a long time, admired, wonderful machine builder. I've talked to him on a, uh, on a couple different occasions. He's always been a, uh, a real gentleman to me. Juan Puente, man, how are you? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. No, it's my pleasure to have you on. I, I really... Like I said, you know, talking a little bit before we started this, I've been doing this thing for a couple of years now and, and have had some really fun conversations with, with a lot of people, you know, and I think for people that haven't listened, the reason I started this thing partly was to, just what the name says, Propaganda Podcast, it's pr- try to propagate a little positivity back into tattooing and with, with uh, the media the way it is and social networking and the explosion that's happened in our, in our industry it's incumbent upon us, I think, as artists to take back the information and, and distribute it as we want to. You know, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing, though, the information highway, because back in the day, like we were talking about earlier, to get a picture in a magazine, magazines, not even computers back then, it took three to six months. And by then, mm-hmm. you know, you could be on some completely different level stuff sure. or, you know, or not, or you could just have improved immensely by the time it actually surfaced. And I'm sure some tattooers back in the day had not a hookup, but maybe people wanted to see them more. So maybe the magazine would push them forward a little bit, which is fine because I learned looking at magazines and seeing what I liked and admiring lots of tattooers' work. And now it's at the push of a button. You know, you have, if you, I don't know if you have real followers or fake followers or however you want to do the game on any social media site, you can push a button and reach anywhere from, you know, Okay, 500 to 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's in one push, not in, in three seconds. Not right. even, you know, not a magazine, not doing anything. You can do all the editing for the photos on the spot. So it's a, uh, it's quick. The one thing I was, I was talking to someone about this this week. The one thing that I can't. There's like there's there is no excuse for a lot of things. But the one thing now, with how much is out there, there is almost no excuse. To do a bad tattoo from the beginning. There's, right. Everything is there. Right. From from people making how-to videos to just looking at work that you like on whatever social media. You know, it's it's all there. There. I hate to say that. You know, it's not the way it used to be, and it no. will never go back. No, you know? it's not. But I think if that's going to be the case, don't make an excuse. Now mm. you have no excuse. Now you have to be good. I mean, I'm not saying. First, I've seen some first-year tattooers that are ridiculous, mm-hmm. bummed out. Mm-hmm. I get bummed out. I'm like, oh, shit, this poor kid did more in one year than it did me five or six. Sure. But he still did a great tattoo. At the end of the day, it's a great tattoo. If you do one, you're going to do two. Right. If you do two, you're going to keep on going and hopefully get better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What pushes, like, what pushes you today to do that? Is it seeing all those young hats doing it, or is yeah. it... Looking most, back on history, or most definitely, I mean the historical stuff. When I started tattooing, when people started reaching back into history, it was all Sailor Jerry. Yeah, you know, it's like oh this and that. And then from there, people will start doing research. I grew up in Southern California. We had the Pike. There was other old shops in Santa Ana. There was shops in El, uh, La Puente where Bob Shaw had been around. Di- you know, dipping in and dipping out. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard when Carrie Barber was remodeling the Pike down here, there was flash in the plaster. They just plastered over it. Whoa. And those guys could paint a shop, not a sheet, a 
a sharper flash in a night or two. Yeah. And it just the way it looked before. Right. So, you know, when you know, you know, you know no one ever was like, oh, say the Jerry style, you know, whatever. It's like that was never a style. That's how they did them before. Right. Let's say before Fine Line came, and then after that, just the world is your oyster. You can do whatever right. you want. Yeah, we were, I was talking with um, Carl Holloway from Elm Street Tattoo, and, and we were talking about how, you know, back in the day, a guy would walk into a shop. I think it was Carl who I was talking to this about. A guy would walk into the shop, and he'd be like, yeah, I just got this, you know, a few months ago from Sailor Jerry, and, you know, it's you're tracing it off, or you're doing, and that's how designs got moved around, and that's what, that's where guys developed more of their, their, uh, at that time, Flash was about, it was a tool. Right, they developed right. those tools through the movement of, of clients around the, around the world. And it's interesting to me nowadays that Flash is, is what it is. It's not a tool anymore necessarily. It can be. Guys like Jason Phillips still use it as a tool. Right. You know, he, he's His been book a- legends. Yep. Yep. You know, he, he's, he, he was on the podcast and he was talking about, I, I really thought this was cool, man. And he's broken it down to be like, I'm gonna paint flash because I want to tattoo those things. I'm gonna f- use the use the this tool, this artistic output, as something that's gonna push my drive my tattooing. Right. You know, and I like that. You know, because it's it does kind of. You oh, know, I messed up. Not Jason. Jason Brooks did Legends, uh, but it, it is, yes. I, I'm like I just fucked that one up. But it yeah. definitely that's an amazing collection of yes. old flash from many different people. Right. Yeah. Let me fix that. I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. Yeah, Jason Phillips, FTW Tattoo in Oakland. Jason Brooks. Where does Brooks work now? He's in Austin, Texas. Great Wave Tattoo. Okay. Yeah. Another bad motherfucker. You know, big work, epic work. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing to see guys like him, all the guys at Rock of Ages. You know. Yeah, for sure. Putting that kind of stuff out. You know, and it's just like it. I mean, when I started 23, 24 years ago, I looked up at San Francisco, and then there were people strewn about, mm-hmm. and you'd hear about people, you know. Yeah. I heard about uh, Dave Lum. You yeah. Know? That was a Texas thing. Oh, who's this Chris Trevino? Yeah. Who works with Dave Lum. And then I meet him in 95, and I'm looking, he's got portfolios with pictures, big, heavy portfolios, yeah. three of them, full of awesome, amazing tattoos. Like, right. holy shit. And this is before he went full born into the Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, damn, like, you know, way, way other level tattooing, way yeah. other level mentality, just always drawing, always thinking, you know? Yeah. And to this day, same thing, you know, they all have, everybody has their own little technique, their own little way to draw. I'm obviously, but you know, when you get started now, I see these young guys and they just, they are charged. Mm-hmm. They can, they just knock it out. Right. It looks good, and they're just, they're hungry, as they should be. And right. That to me is good to see. Like you know, there's a lot of dickheads out there too. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? Like fuck you, man. Right. I had to tattoo sticky fucking feet when I started tattooing. You know? Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about you, and I still have to do it sometimes. You know? But right. You know, do it. That's what you're supposed to do if you want to do this. You know? But, you know I, I think my take is that don't be bummed about not wanting, you know, don't be so negative about not wanting to do it. Just don't do it. Do your shit. Right, right. The day, today, like you said, the, today is the day where you can basically build yourself up as whatever kind of tattooer you want. 
you can knit yourself into a particular style or you can be, you know, like, like a lot of guys out there who are well-versed in, in a lot of styles. There's a cat that works at, at Rudy's, Jack Rudy's shop, Tattoo Land. I forget his name, man. I need to do my research on, on Instagram. I, I geeked out on his shit for a little while, and it was like picture of a Japanese-style piece. Epic, looks top-shelf shit, you know, picture of a portrait, top-level shit, you know, picture of whatever it is, you know, it's all at that highest level, right, right. you know. Um, man, you worked at, I got tattooed by Eddie at 222. Right, I got tattooed right. by Jeff at 222, Rusher. What was it like working in that environment? It's it's amazing, and it's unfortunate for people now. You know, a basic shop's going to have, okay, five, six guys, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, there's going to be, I don't want to say alpha, but there's always like a pecking order of people who do certain sure. things better than others, and on and on and on. You know, we had Eddie Deutsch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, like, that's that's enough said right there. Right. And now I work with the guys, from, you know, two of the guys from there, and we have Tim Lehigh. Yeah. You know, Scott, you know, we have all these people, and it's just amazing the, the stuff that they do and the, what, how, they, how they develop it and how they draw it, you know, work it out. I mean, I learn from them still. I'm a lazy artist, I'm not even gonna lie. I think I can tattoo better than I can draw, but I have to draw. Right. So, it's just interesting to see, you know, watch them draw. Like, Tim can draw anything in like five minutes. It's I've heard like, I've so heard that. Garver can draw anything in five minutes. He's left-handed <laughs> and a dick. So it's just like, you know, everybody's got their thing that you can look, you can look up to, you know what I mean? Right. That's, that to me is one of the best things in tattooing. I can go to Texas, you go to Great Wave, you go to Rock of Ages, you're Trevino, all these people are pioneers in their own states, mm-hmm. you know, and they have their own history. Yeah. When I met all these guys, I was reading about some of them early on in the magazines. I was not yet in the magazines. Or if that was, sure. that was kind of the thing to get in the magazines. Right, now, yeah, I remember that. Now, now that's, you know, I, I don't know how they even managed to keep them in business, but right. they are. You know, people—they're out there. There's some really amazing, you know, West Coast, East Coast, Midwest. Mm-hmm. They're there, and they're yeah. killing it. And then there's a lot of young, tons of young people in between. And in mixed with those guys, there's the ones I tell you—they just suck, and they just are <laughs> not getting better, and they're not learning from what's given to them in front of them. Right. That is the biggest craziness you could possibly imagine. And also, there's a bunch of people who are super popular that do shitty tattoos, and they got a ton of people following them too. Yeah. So, they're getting steered in a direction that is almost unattainable to start or grow. Sure. Down, yeah. You just gotta do it and do it right and just keep on keep on doing it. Twenty three years later, hopefully no end in sight so far. Right, absolutely, man. What do you think one of the biggest things that that you learned when you were at two 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 from a guy like Eddie who had been five years prior working with Ed and, and at Tattoo City and with some of those guys that were Man, in that shop around that time. I was in San Francisco just prior to 222. Well, no, I worked at Picture Machine during 222 as well, and, and then I, I moved. But um, I remember going, you know, I remember walking into 222 and looking at that and looking at all this stuff. And that, that's the Rock of Ages piece Eddie did. Scott's got that one. Jeff on that. Jeff did my chest. The thing, like, from Eddie, and uh, Tim Lehigh, too, has expressed this to me as well. Like, I have a hard time sketching. Mm-hmm. I'm real like hard line, you know, and then I erase it, then it makes a mess and I get discouraged. Like, you know, at 23 years old, like I'm learning how to sketch mm-hmm. now, you know, and these guys, Eddie, uh, Tim, they're, they're loose. 
they have body movement down and dynamics. Mm. I, mean, I got tattooed by Eddie at the first uh, first Bahia tattoo tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tattoo tours in San Diego. Yep. And I worked for Eric Mosky at the time. And when I came back, he was like, oh, oh this line doesn't connect. And he was just you know, ripping it apart. <laughs> but I was like, dude, look at the tattoo. You cannot you can see what it is from fucking 10 miles away. Right. You know, and Eric used to make Eric used to make fun of me a lot. Because I was just, you know, reading magazines, seeing stuff, getting tattooed. And, uh, you know, I had some stuff from Corey Miller's in Black and Gray. And he's like, that shit ain't going to last. I mean, it's here still, you know. So, right. You know, you know, so I was like, oh, maybe it's not going to last. Like, it was just fine. You sure. Know? Those guys knew what they were doing. Yeah. But, you know, that dynamic look, you know, the traditional. I mean, traditional now, it's got such a wide spectrum from mm -hmm. super fat, line, gorpy, really cartoon looking, but cool, to refined traditional, you know, like, it's, it's, opened up so much there's no absolutely and so there is room for you to have your style mm -hmm. there is room but unfortunately a lot of people also they choose their style as some little gimmick in the tattoo that kind of sucks they had a great tattoo and then they fucked it up with some bullshit lettering or you know like you could have done you could have done simple non-serif printed lettering yeah but no they fuck it up some other way it's like ah oh, you were so close yeah that sucks. You know I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. And I, I mean, it sounds horrible for me saying it, but it's just true, you know. I, just, I, I, try, I try to, some things just need to be in a certain way. Right, absolutely. Whose lettering do you like? Oh my God, there's, it is blown, that has blown up more. I, I mean, I have them all on my Instagram. How about that? There's too many people yeah. doing ridiculous lettering. Obviously, Jack Rudy, still mm -hmm. one of my top, top ever. You know, yeah. Okay. He's tattooed me several I used to love times. The, I used to love the national posters that he would oh, do. Oh, man. Like, and, and watching him draw it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like, you just know. Mr. Cartoon, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Dave Gibson, traditional. Yeah. Just, uh, just traditional. Uh, what the fuck's his name with the little book? Oh, man. My, I like... BJ I, Betts. Yeah, BJ Betts. Betts. Yep. Like, he is taking stuff... He's taken, and he isn't taking it, that's his style, but the best of everything. And fuck, I, I got a, his uh, script book, yep. he signed it to me, and I was like flawless without <laughs> thinking nothing, just signed it. I was like, most amazing thing ever. I was like, God damn. Like, yeah. That's practice. Yeah. Practice, practice, you, practice. One thing that blew my mind, BJ's been on the podcast. I first talked to BJ out in Colorado, I did some live shows kind of like this uh, at, a, at a tattoo convention that's thrown by the guys at Off The Map from uh, that Gogway is involved with, and, and they have a place in East Hampton, New Ma uh, Massachusetts, I think, and super friendly dude, and then I, talk, I had him on the podcast again, and what blew my mind is he de he's developed alphabet, you know, a he's developed fonts, and he's like, man, you don't really realize when you develop a font, and he's working with guys that do that, and he goes, by the time you're done, you've drawn that shit 500 times, and now you got to do you got to do the 26 characters uppercase, 26 characters lowercase. You got to do all the you know the comma and the this and then that and the the different shit that goes with it. And I think that's where you know putting that much time into it. It's a love. Like I yeah. sat there, I think, and this is good. Some of the best. 
the, the best cholo riding that I've ever seen came from Bob Roberts and Charlie Roberts. Mm. You know, and mm -hmm. if you looked at him, I wouldn't necessarily think that that was the case. Yeah. But smoking. Yeah. You know, like, and and watching them just draw it like it was nothing. I've seen I've seen uh, old English letters, big fat old English letters across this, this dude's stomach that. Uh, Char Charlie Cartwright did good time. Charlie did back, you know, back in the day, and drew it on, you know, back in the day. Yeah, I know they used to. I, <laughs> they used to draw when Jack Reed tattooed my son's name on my neck. He just drew it on the pen. Like no yeah. stencil. He never used a stencil, you know. Right. I haven't. I've never seen Jack Reed use a stencil. So that's how that goes. Shit. But I mean, I mean maybe he has. Maybe someone else has seen it. <laughs> send, me, send me a picture because I, I I haven't seen it. But uh, yeah, so that's there's no mistake. Yeah. At that point. Right. Dave Gibson tattooed my, uh, my, uh, both my kids' names on me. Yeah. You know, just drew it on. Dave's great. Dave's great, man. I was talking about him earlier. I had, I had a real, I've been fortunate enough to work with Dave during a guest spot while he was in um, Dublin working at a shop called Stay True. And, you know, one thing that impressed me about him was that guy was either making tattoos or he was making paintings, you know, and, I took a lettering seminar from a long time ago. That's where my first, like, when I when I started 18 years ago, it was a speedball book, you know, a copy of a few pages out of that, and you would draw a straight line, and you'd do your letters off, you know, out of that book. And then it became, I think in 99 is when I took my took that seminar at a Dennis Dwyer's Tattoo Tour show in Miami with Dave, and took a, took a seminar with, with uh, Mike Malone, too. You know, rad shit. The funniest thing about that seminar... I have Dave gave me that seminar, but it wasn't a seminar yet. Mm -hmm. I traded him. I was it the machine or some tubes. I would trade him for knowledge. Of stuff. Yeah. He taught me how to watercolor paint, flash. Nice. You know, do the lettering. And so I had this yellow line, you know, legal size sheets of paper with with, with what now has gone around the world like God knows how many times since, since I got it from him. Yeah. And I've had people so stoked on it offer it back to me and I've pulled out the original I'm like <laughs> that's very nice of you but take a look at this and they're like it's the same thing but it's on yellow until they find oh shit yeah. this copy came from that I'm like yes this copy originally came yeah, from yeah, that yeah. but it's probably yeah, five yeah, five you know, fucking it, copies it, back yeah it's like you know but which is I mean it's awesome you want you want them to you know that's what you need like now a lot of people doing amazing lettering yeah you know so you can't take away from them. Either. No, not at all. Dave. I love Dave. I don't know BJ Betts well enough to love him, but shit, that is some amazing letter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can't, you can't, you can't take anything away from it, man. It's, it's, and that dude's such a, such a gentleman as well. Yes, ridiculously yep. gentleman type. You know, so that stuff being said, like, it's, it's out there. It's mm -hmm. out there. There's no excuse for no anybody. Excuse. And not, there's not one guy who's good out there who's not going to tell you to draw, or you know, right. like to do anything. You know, so if you just don't do it, then that's, 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 that's your all, fault. That's all on you. You know, yeah. if you just do it, guess what? You're gonna get better. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You're gonna get more likes. Yeah. You're gonna get more people. And you know what? Right. Following. However you want to look at it, because you can only tattoo so many people in a day, and you only got two hands. Right. So if you're gonna try to kill yourself, do it while you're young. Yeah. But if you don't want to kill yourself, you just want to work hard and have a good time. Do that. Right. You know, that's all. No one expects anything more than that. Right. So. 
do it. You know, I mean, you know, all this other stuff is good, mm -hmm. but the work will speak for itself. Absolutely. You came up tattooing in Southern California with Eric Maskey. Yes. How was that, man? That was a guy for me personally, a guy that I saw early on in the magazines that we talked about. Really, really impressive stuff. You know, Dave as well, but Eric was one of those guys that he was a younger cat that was like putting good shit out, and uh, and it influenced me very, very early on. Yeah, you know, little anecdote to that. Today, his father passed away. Oh, and his shit. father uh, Rest in peace. had fallen in bad health, and he was taking care of the shop. And this August will be 10 years of August or Eric's death. Wow. This is August 28th, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, looking back on, on that, I tried out for a job at a shop in Laguna Beach. When I first thought I had, I was tattooing at my house a lot. Not a little bit, a lot. And I was like, all right, I think I can do this. And I found a buddy of mine who's here today. We're still, we're still close friends. And, yeah, I need to tattoo somebody so these guys can see that I'm, that I'm good. Or, or I don't know what they're going to see. Like, yeah, I'll do it for you. Didn't get the job, to the least. I was crushed. Yeah. And uh, my daughter was living with her mom in Yorba Linda at the time. And I was working in, in uh, Cerritos. Uh -huh. And I was getting tattooed and hanging out and all this stuff. So I went to class tattoo and I met Eric. Uh -huh. I, I met him at a show. Maybe I met him at a music venue first. Oh, come on, I came out of the shop. I met Eric. And uh, we just became friends. Eric was a very odd dude. He didn't have, I mean, he had close friends. He didn't have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he was definitely opinionated and pretty fucking funny, to say the least. So somehow we became friends. And I still don't know how that went. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's kind of shocking. And uh, we hung out a couple times and came to my house. It was, it was awesome. And then one day he's like, hey, man, they're going to ask to hire somebody here. You should try out. I'm like, you know, well, it's between you and this other dude. All right. And so I went in on a Saturday. I think I had like five liners and five shaders, if that. Yeah. You know, my machines that I originally got and one extra one. And I tried out, and the owner came in. He's like, so what do you think, man? He's like, oh, it's good, dude. He'll be fine. You know what I mean? I don't think he liked the other guy who was in question. Uh-huh. And so the owner's like, okay, great, man. Like, well, cool. Eric likes you. That's all you need to know. Like, here's the keys. Here's the alarm code. <laughs> I'm leaving. All right, well, cool. I'll see you on Monday. Okay, well, you know, figure out the schedule. I'm like, great. And I look over, Eric's packing up to him. Like, Where the fuck are you going? He's like, oh, I'm done. You gotta close up the shop. You're on your own. You're hired. I'm like, oh, well, fuck it. All right, you know, like, <laughs> do or die. I mean, nobody's gonna do or die. I just had to set up an alarm club. Yeah, yeah. And do whatever. And then it just started from there. And uh, it was awesome because he was so into it. And when I got there, I was doing all the walk ins and all the uh -huh. bullshit. And it totally opened him up to do whatever, like all it would, what he wanted to do, it pretty much opened up. And trust me, he would grab me, like, oh, if, you know, I can do that, cool. Like, you know, what he would do, stuff, he would do anything, you know. Yeah. He was, but he really got, you know, he could get dive into his Japanese, or Japanese stuff, his traditional stuff. Traditional stuff. stuff. And uh, it went like that. Mm -hmm. And then I got offered a, a summer gig at, at, uh, at Avalon in San Diego. And I, they, they were a big thing in the magazines back yeah, then. Yeah, I remember too. that. And I was super excited. I'm like, holy shit, these guys. Is it Mike Stoby was. Mike Stoby, Fit Buchanan, Patty Kelly. They, yeah. wanted, they invited me to come down. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I got to go. I asked the owner, he said it was cool. And I went. And then, unfortunately, I never went back. I went back once after <laughs> working at 222. Yeah. And I worked with Eric for a little while. And then I worked at Shamrock. And then I worked for Bob, the, sure. the longest of that whole stint. Yep. And then I moved back to San Francisco six years ago. Yeah. So Eric was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, when we worked there, it's the, 
He always had a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk shit. About <laughs> it was super funny because at that time, tattooing is changing. You know, sure. like so that, the traditional stuff is going full throttle ahead. Uh -huh. But then you have this biomechanical stuff. And you traditional know. was getting weird at that point. I think that's probably around that time. Getting, yeah, like the day you know, you do the, like the fucking sacred street cone or some weird bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Went, Just, he went to Texas. He never liked to fly. He was super Richie Valens about flying. No shit. He went to Texas. I, I want to say he called me. We were just talking. He was seeing what's going on. And he's like, yo, these motherfuckers are getting, like, gnarly tractors covered in flames and shit. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I mean, look at these people like Chris Trevino. So like, something like one of these guys would do. He's like, yeah. What the fuck? It's amazing. Yeah. But I'm not getting a fucking Tonka truck on my arm. We're going to flame it. Right. At the same time, that dude moves dirt or whatever. You know? Sure. And then he started tattooing the Farinellis with the, the, the couple. And they're like the, uh, the, I think the most famous couple of tattooing. I think even now, I think. You know, they have all but like Dave Lumb bodysuits. Damn. Uh, Was that the chick with the Schwatzka yeah, dicks on her dicks ass and the like the yeah. dicks around her neck? I think he had He's the got the, eggs in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah all that on the shit. top. Like, he, he had the fuck the, is doing that? Like, on the back, it was like the uh, the last, the last supper, supper of, frogs. of frogs. Fuck. Yeah, who is doing that? I don't know. Was this a good idea? Like, where the fuck did any of this shit come? I got tattooed by Dave Lum, and I was like, and I my buddy had a funny story with him, so I was like, so I want to get a black cat. He's all cool, and I was just made it clear from him, hey man, I don't want to be lame, but I don't want any dicks, tits, or you know, pussies or anything. Right, like yeah. He's like, no problem. He did not have, did not concern him at all. He's like, no problem. You're good. I'll take care of it. Yeah. And did. And I was just like laughing. I was like, oh, thank. I was like, oh, my God. Because there was a, <laughs> the, my buddy before we had a drawing done. It was like way out. I was like, yeah. even I was like, oh, yeah. that's pretty gnarly. But yeah. it was, a, but it, it flawless. Mm -hmm. You know, it could, it would have been the best thing ever. But my buddy wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And that's fine, too. You know what I mean? Like, you know. You have to be able to do that. Yeah. Somebody that reminds me kind of that in the kind of that same vein is Aaron Coleman. Oh, he's awesome. You know, doing he's all that kind of weird shit. It's so solid and it's so big and nice. And it's just so read. It's like readable. It's perfect in its own way. It's readable. The colors are amazing. I like the subject matter. Mm -hmm. I've known him for a long time, too. It's just awesome. Yeah. You know, so you have guys like that that are just keeping a Bob. Obviously, Bob Roberts. Yeah. You got Mike Wilson, who can do anything on the planet. Carver, who can do anything on the planet. There's a lot of people that that have so much talent. Yeah, definitely, man. When did the when did the photograph stuff or when did photography and shit like that come into your into play? I mean, for you, right about when I was in two two two, I went to Japan in '97. I wasn't in two 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 yet. No, I had not got two two yet. I bought a camera, you know, like a fancy point and shoot. And it was just, I've always had a camera on me and from like right around then, so like late 90s. And I always had one here and there throughout anyway. And uh, even even at Classic, I had a camera for taking photos of tattoos. That sure. was what we did. But then I just realized I was having it more and more and more and more with me. That was making it part of my repertoire of having an actual camera. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I bought some really fancy camera and my girlfriend gave me a very manual camera. Mm -hmm. And I went on a trip to Europe. And she's like, oh, you're gonna take your fancy camera. I'm like, actually, I'm gonna take the one you just gave me. She, and she was honest, she's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, you have to do everything like you have to do it. Yeah, it's, you have to compose this and that and all mm -hmm. that, you know. 
it's different. So I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna learn. That's like, I have, do or die, I have to learn on this sure. trip with this camera. I have to manual focus everything. I have to make sure the light meter's right. I have to compose everything the way I want to see it. Sure. And uh, that taught me. You know, almost like that doing it. I, I taught myself, you know, and then millions of rolls of film later, then digital comes out. Sure. And then we're right here now where we're at. Yeah, ab absolutely, man. How is Japan? Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing country. And, you know, tattooing there, talk about dudes who do some crazy tattoos and that want to do better and strive to do better and mm. really put their nose to the grindstone. They are some of the most ridiculous people on the planet when it comes to that. Right. So, yeah, well, first time I went, I mean, Japan alone was just blowing me away, but then I started meeting people there, and mm. I was like, God damn, you know. I met, right. met a Horiyoshi, had the most amazing meeting, first meeting with Horiyoshi. I was floored. I didn't even know how to take it. Mm -hmm. Never met, like, and hung out with an ambassador, so to speak, and was the nicest, most normal guy I'd met. Yeah. You know, I've never met. I've never met him. I I've just admired his work. You know, obviously, as as right. any tattooer that's been <laughs> familiar with his work, probably does. Right. And it, it's cool. We've talked about it before, even this weekend. It's cool when you have somebody like that. That's not necessarily a mentor, but somebody that's really inspiring to you, and and you look up to, and you love their work, and then you meet them, and they're a cool motherfucker. Yeah. Well, there's young guys like that too. Yeah. There's young. There's like you know. Matt Ariola, like, wow, yeah. What is what, what is he eating? <laughs> you know, Horitomo over in San Jose. You got yeah. Ruben Dolan Henning. You got Jorgensen. I mean, I mean, there's obviously obvious ones. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, everybody I work with, you know, that's there's just some good, some good, really good people out there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that's inspiring to me. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. I and that's the. Those are the kind of people where I've made a distinction as I began this thing. I've made a distinction between the, the community and the, and the industry. The industry is a different thing. It's a beast, you know, and the community is that, that group of people, you know, that are, that are doing shit that's, that's uh, promoting tattooing. Right. You know, the, in the right way. And in, the way that, the, the, in a way that's respectful, I guess. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but it, in a respectful way. You know, business is, as cliche as it is, business is business. Someone comes to an event like this and they have money to buy, and you know, sponsorships, have them, you know, so they can have like signage in places. And mm -hmm. they, they buy 40 passes for their artists. You know, it's like, damn, like, you know, the artists didn't do it. And hopefully the artists are good enough to be working for these guys, but then they, here they are, you know. Yeah. So, you know, there's, it's. Um, I don't even want to compare it to sporting, you know, sports. But, you know, there's people getting sponsored by, you know, from a number of things. You know, I get. I know I get needles from some people. Sure. You know, Magic Moon, and you know, but I use everything, you know. But because I use their stuff more than everything else, mm -hmm. so to speak. You know, and I, I like them, and you know, it's a tattooer-owned company. Yeah. That's the thing. Would be nice to bring back. Somehow, you right. know, tattooer based goods made by tattooers. Mm -hmm. that, you know, like, I mean, I, may, I mean, I make well grind machines, wine coil, they do all this stuff myself. Cut Springs, still. Scott Sylvia, same thing. A lot of people, same thing. You know, we're tattooers, we use them every day, and mm -hmm. then we, okay, we put them in a box. Right. I use this, it works great, I know what it does, boom, then I'm, you know, right. I put it away. Someone wants something like that, I already have one ready to go. Did that expertise in machines or that desire to build machines, did that come from, uh, 
a place of trying to make something better or just functional for yourself or functional for myself and survival i i used to started taking shit apart and not my good ones but i just started taking shit apart and eric would always tell me don't take it apart <laughs> you know i was like fuck you know what about that? i try this i try that i try this don't take it apart and then one day i couldn't get it back together oh shit and eric was like i like you gonna have, i'm not helping you i fucking told you not to take it apart so i had to do it again i had to do it yeah you know and it worked and i made a trial work. by fire man exactly exactly which yeah. is cool i mean Hey, if I had someone that was standing next to me while I was working the whole time and teaching me and giving me a hard time, Eric gave me a hard time. He's like, fuck that. What's wrong with this line? You know, he was on me in a good criticism. Yeah. <clears throat> Not demeaning to me because he was trying to look better. It was because he wanted to, he wanted, you know, me to be on, on speed with him at least. You know, when I got there, like I said, I was doing tattoos that maybe he didn't want to do. And I did them with Zaz. I'm like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, that's what I'm here to do. I did them. It doesn't mean I was happy about every single one, but I did them. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that, you know, now, you know, if I don't want to do a walk-in, I have someone that does a walk-in. Sure. Or, you know, or I can just say, you know, no, I don't want to tattoo the inside of your fucking finger on with a, <laughs> with a white Bible verse. I'm sorry. Sure, I'm not going right. to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, go somewhere else. You know? <laughs> right. But I could, I don't even wish that, I don't even wish it on another tattoo. I can't even say a name that I, <laughs> You know, I just don't do it. Right. Uh, simple as that. What's the best thing about tattooing for you right now? In this time? The best thing for me in tattooing is what it's given to me. Mm -hmm. uh, the family of friends, my my coworkers, you know, my coworkers that, I, you know, from all the shops I've worked at, and the fact that I've been able to take care of my family. My mom, mom didn't think I was serious. Mm -hmm. She really thought I was kidding. You know, and I was like, oh, no, well, I'm gonna do is I quit my job at UPS. She's like, oh, why the hell did you do that? Because I want a tattoo. And now, you know, I'm taking care of my parents. So yeah. it's like, you know, they would have in a million years never thought right. that this would do that. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if this could do that for people now. If you started now tattooing, you had to get good and you had to get in a good shop. And you had, mm -hmm. My life is charmed when it comes to the story of tattooing. Mm -hmm. From every shop I went to, to who I worked with, to who helped me out, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't happen that way anymore. No. So to start now, either you have to really put your nose to the grindstone and be good, and hopefully it'll pay. You know, it'll pay for your family. You gotta support your family. Right. You yeah. Can't do two things. I don't think you can. You know. I, you know. I. I told Eric once. I was. You know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just uh, do this part time and work at UPS. He's like, I'll listen. Don't fucking do it. Quit your job and come work here. Yeah. Trust me, you'll be fine. I'm like, yeah. That was 20, you know, 20, 40, 20 years ago. Yeah, I, 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 I agree, man. I mean, I, I've been on both sides of the fence. You know, I had a growing family at one point, and I, um, after working at uh, the old picture machine on, on Geary between 3rd and 4th next to some fizzies, I'd come out from Minnesota, got a business degree, worked for a guy back there named Tom Genero who had been, uh, he, did a, he did amazing Japanese work, really great guy, kind of an odd character you know he's he's passed now as well and you know he would he was a volatile type cat you know and right. but really really artistic and you know worked with nolan a bit and had had this beautiful yellow yellow dragon with blue belly that nolan had done with with orange highlights and it was just like and nolan put it all in with a four flat yeah no who was doing that then yeah you know what i mean that's the thing like, like edward 
Yeah. Maybe Greg James was. Yeah. Maybe Nolan was, you know, yeah. but I was, you weren't thinking about that. Right. You know? It's crazy, man. I talked to Greg yesterday, and, and he was like, yeah, it's hard these days. You know, it's hard for – there's so many more people out there, and it, it's hard to – to to do to to make a work make a way in this business you know right. and um like i said i've been there where i worked a different job during the time i tattooed i was a cop for seven years and worked for chp and then worked for for uh city pd and tattooed the whole time built a whole new clientele around those guys you know right, and right. and finally in 2008 i decided that you know this is too much for me you know and i and i got to that point where it's like i either have to jump off the end of the dock and fucking swim or not because when i was at picture machine my goal was to work you know in five years i wanted to be at tattoo city right. you know and that's the know, progression right that's what, you, that's what we used to look for now right now we're trying to keep a job <laughs> right. you know what I mean? or like finding a job keeping a job yeah you know but before that you were you know okay i'm here i'm working classic yeah got eric yep I, you know i go to la luz as soon as i'm talking to ed i'm like holy shit like this is, this is it you know look at the magazine then the first thing is going to probably come. Get to meet Freddie Corbin, like, like the little guys, you know, and now, now we're friends. We have like, you know, yeah. but, you know, and then it's the, the progression. Yeah. Is, uh, it's so crazy. I remember hanging out in Temple, and prior to that, I, I'd come out during that, I think it must have been during that guest spot at Erno's, and I and I had had dinner with Chuck Eldridge one night. <clears throat> I had met Chuck before that, and, and, you know, he, he encouraged me to go around and stop in at Goldfields and stop in at, you know, Temple. And so I went over and I, and I hung out. And what, man, those guys are so cool. You know, Freddie invited me back. He's like, sit. And we bullshitted. And, you know, Freddie had, went early on when I was in Minnesota, I had put together a shitty little portfolio. And I was, I was only tattooing a hand, you know, maybe two years or, you know, not that long. And I was coming out back. I knew I was going to move back out. Uh, I'd thought about going up to Seattle and working with uh, uh, Ernie Gosnell. I talked to him at a convention, and and uh, that didn't work out. So I was coming out to San Francisco, and I sent Freddie a little portfolio. And a couple weeks later, I was doing my shit and following up with it. And he's like, I'm like, hey, man, you know, introduce myself. And I, I sent you a little book. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 man, I got it. And I must have hit him on one of those days he's busy and, and shit like that. And. And I was like, you know, what, what do you think? And he's like, you know, man, look, I'm a nice guy, you know? And I'm like, he, he didn't want to talk shit on it, you know, as a young tattooer. And I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm sending, sending it to you because I'm, I'm going to be around. I want to be around. I want your advice on this, you know? And he was kind enough to take a few minutes and sit down and look through, my, look through that book I had sent him of some some tattoos that weren't that good and he picked out a couple that he that he had some things to say about and a couple negative things a couple positive things and that really stuck with me and i, I was able to thank him a couple years ago at one of the the San, the talkies convention and and uh that's how it was back then you know you had to you had to have some thick skin or or yeah, they, shit was going bye-bye i don't know about thick skin now oh, no i not, mean I, I know in our shop it's pretty fucking brutal <laughs> still you know what i mean but i remember a kid came up to me at, in detroit and asked me to look at his book and sure whatever you know i had nothing to do and i was standing there and he was standing there and i told him and he got really offended and was like i've only been doing for a couple of years I, 
blah, 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 blah. He was like so butthurt. And I was like, man, I can't back this book. I didn't ask you to come up to me, dude. Yeah. I was standing here having a good date that you brought this shit on. Like, yeah. Malone. Here's your, here's your book. I think it was like Malone that said like he's uh, in, in an interview or something or somebody had talked about this about Malone. And they said if you brought a portfolio up to him and showed him some shit, and he was like, do you want me to tell you like what I really think or do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? And they'd be like, oh, tell me what you really think. And fucking let, here we go. Here comes a tornado. The one good thing about that kid, he came back in my life, uh, fuck, years there. I don't even remember how much the gap was, at least like four or five years. Came to Shamrock. I didn't recognize him anything. He's like, hey, man, oh, you know, I'm here visiting in town. Didn't say his name. You know, would you look at my book? I'm like, yeah, man, whatever you want. I'll take a look at it at some time as well. Looked at it. It was good. Told him a couple things. You know, there was no bad report on it. And I looked up, he had this funny look on his face. I'm like, I was like, oh. And they all came back to me like, oh, this fucking guy going to freak out on me? And it was the same kid, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that it was the same kid. I just thought it was going to be another freak out. And he's like, oh, you know what, dude? Thank you so much. He's like, you know, you're not going to freak out? He's like, oh, you said the same shit <laughs> that you said about those two same pictures. Because you liked those the first time, like right. four or five years, whatever it was. Right. And I was like, oh, well, good. At least I you know, my hat, you know, at least I'm still kind of consistent. Yeah? Right, you know, yeah. I was just like, oh, man. You know, it's. That's cool, you man. Yeah, we go take it. I take it, you know, like, uh, I look like this, look like that, I look like that, you know. Like, oh, that bitch looks like Miss Doubtfire. Like, oh, whatever the fuck. You, <laughs> gotta, you know, you're going to talk shit. Like, you might, if you're going to unload, it might as well, you might as well unload. Sure. You know, like, it's right though, you know. Here's like you want to hear what you want to hear. You like, you see people's faces get uncomfortable, and you, or you see people's faces like all oh, like soaking it in. Like, well, what, and the best thing to hear after that is said is like, well, what can I do to make it better? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I think, and I will grab, I'll grab someone I like just to not make it like just about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll grab a mag, I'll grab a magazine, or I'll look, I'll check out this guy, check out this guy, check yeah. out this guy, see how they did this. See, their takes are almost yeah. all the same, and they're all different at the same time. Like, you know, do that. You yeah. Know, check it out. You know, don't copy it, but see, see how they move with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it works. That's great, man. That's great. You having a good time this weekend? Yes, it is a good time. I met my granddaughter for the first time. Yeah, beautiful. pretty magical. And uh, I just hang, now I'm just hanging out. Good. I'm ready to go home, though. I've been here for a week in Los Angeles, so. Yeah. I'm going to get home to my son and my San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you sitting down and, and bullshitting with me for a little bit. It, it's it's really nice to talk to you. And uh, as every time it has been with for me, I, I appreciate that. Um, if anybody's interested, again, the podcast is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Also, special thanks go out to uh, Waterloo Tattoo Workstations and Hustle Butter Deluxe. You can find my shit on Instagram, OG Joe Swanson. My website, The Real Joe Swanson. Go check that shit out. You can listen to all the podcasts. And uh, I appreciate the support. Juan, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Yep.